So we all know that children are precious, valued members of society. They represent the innocence that only childhood can possess. But unfortunately, they are too often the target of the sickest predators. So in this video, we're going to be talking about 10 kidnapped children who have escaped death. What's up guys welcome back to world of crime in this video we're talking about 10 children that have been kidnapped and ended up escaping their captor some of these stories you might have heard of some of these you might not have heard of but don't forget if you guys enjoyed the content hit that thumbs up it always helps out the channel and subscribe if you want to see more videos like this so coming in at number 10 we have elizabeth Schof. so elizabeth was 14 years old when she was abducted after leaving her school bus on september 6 2006. her abductor vincent took her through the woods to a hand dug 15 foot bunker located near his trailer home there he restrained her and raped her several times daily vincent repeatedly told Elizabeth that she would die and would place explosives around her neck anytime he left her. So despite all of this, Elizabeth talked to him about his interest, and Vincent began to view her as a person he could trust and not a captive. Eventually, Vincent fell in love with the 14-year-old girl Elizabeth and believed that they would have a life together. So after 10 days of captivity, Vincent allowed Elizabeth to borrow his cell phone to play games on it. However, Elizabeth used the cell phone to contact her mother, who proceeded to contact the police. Law enforcement used cell phone towers to locate the bunker, once Vincent saw on television that the police were seeking him, Elizabeth told him to run and once he did, she was able to leave and yell for help until she was found. Vincent was arrested five miles away carrying a taser, pellet gun, and a knife. Vincent pleaded guilty to kidnapping and impersonating a police officer for when he kidnapped Elizabeth and 10 counts of criminal sexual conduct and was sentenced to 421 years in prison. Coming in at number 9, we have Shasta Groni. Shasta Groni was held captive for 7 weeks. On May 16, 2005, law enforcement discovered the bodies of Brenda and her fiancé Mark with her son Slade, who was 13, in their home. The three have been brutally murdered and authorities noted that two of Brenda's children, Dylan, age 9, and Shasta, age 8, were missing. Authorities issued an Amber Alert and the FBI conducted a massive search, all which provided no solid leads for 7 weeks. But in the early hours of July 2nd, four individuals at Denny's recognized Shasta from media reports and called the police. Police arrested Duncan and reunited Shasta with her family. Authorities did not believe that they would find the other child, Dylan, alive and asked the public for tips. Based on the tips provided, authorities located the body of Dylan Groney in a remote campsite on July 4, 2005. The killer Duncan eventually pleaded guilty to various counts of murder, kidnapping, and sexual assault and was sentenced to nine life sentences and three death sentences. Coming in at number eight, we have Sabine Dardenny. She was held captive for 80 days. So our captor Mark kidnapped her when she was 12 years old when she was riding her bike to school on May 28, 1996. He would then keep her chained by the neck in his dungeon cellar. She was half starved and repeatedly raped. Despite convincing Sabine that he had saved her from men who sought to kill her after her parents failed to pay a ransom, she remained feisty, pestering him with questions and demands 
After weeks of complaining about boredom and loneliness, Mark kidnapped another 14-year-old on August 9th. This time he was spotted and arrested August 13th, 1996, and led the police to the girls on August 15th. After the rescue, it came to light that Mark was responsible for the abduction, captivity, and deaths of two other 8-year-olds and two teenagers. Legal and procedural mistakes resulted in an 8-year gap between Mark's arrest and trial. During the 2004 trial, Mark claimed to be a member of the nationwide pedophile ring that involved powerful citizens of Belgium. Coming in at number 7, we have Elizabeth Smart. So Elizabeth Smart was held captive for 9 months. In the early mornings of June 5, 2002, Elizabeth Smart, who was 14 years old, was awakened and taken at knife point by David Brian Mitchell, who had broken into her home when she was sleeping. Mary Catherine, her sister, who shared the room, pretended to sleep as she watched the abduction. Authorities believe that her sister hid in fear for over 2 hours before alerting her parents. That morning was the beginning of a massive media-saturated search that will last 9 months. Elizabeth Smart would later testify that after Mitchell removed her from her home on June 5th, they walked a few hours through the woods to his camp. After his wife Wanda cleaned her feet, Mitchell entered the tent and performed a marriage ceremony. During the nine months Elizabeth was held captive, Mitchell would rape her, force her to watch pornographic movies, and consume alcohol and marijuana. Although police had the sister Mary Catherine as a witness, she was not very helpful because she did not get a good look at Mitchell's face. So police eventually settled on Richard Rickey, who was on parole for attempted murder of a police officer as their prime suspect. In October, Mary Catherine re realized that the voice of the kidnapper was that of a homeless man the family had once hired, named Emmanuel. However, the police did not consider this reliable because Mary Catherine had met Emmanuel only once a year before. So the family hired a sketch artist to draw Emmanuel's face and on February February 15, 2003, John Walsh showed the sketch on his series, America's Most Wanted, on March 12th, an alert viewer of America's Most Wanted called the police after spotting Mitchell with two female companions. Eventually he was caught. Mitchell and Barzi were charged with aggravated kidnapping, aggravated sexual assault, aggravated burglary, but both were deemed mentally incompetent to stand trial. In 2009, Barzi was found competent, pleaded guilty, and sentenced to 15 years in prison. Mitchell was deemed competent in 2010, was found guilty, and was sentenced to life in prison. Coming in at number 6, we have Florence Sally Honer. She was held captive for 21 months. So on June 15, 1948, mechanic Frank caught 11-year-old Sally stealing a 5-cent notebook, which she only did so she can join a club at school. He then stopped her and said, I am an FBI agent and you are under arrest. He threatened to send her to a reform school if she did not cooperate with him. He then abducted her, traveled across the U.S., and using threats to manipulate her into having sex with him. He gained employment as an auto mechanic and posed as Florence's father, enrolling her into several schools. On March 21, 1950, Sally called her sister while Frank was shopping and asked her to send the FBI. Frank was arrested for transporting a girl across state lines for immoral purposes. Frank claimed that he was Sally's father, but the FBI discovered that her father had died seven years before. Frank ended up pleading guilty and was sentenced to 30 to 35 years in prison, less than two weeks after his arrest. Sadly, even after Sally was rescued, on August 20th, 1952, she was killed in a highway accident when the car she was a passenger in crashed into a park truck. Coming in at number five, we have Sean Hornbeck. He was held captive for four years and three months. So on October 6, 2002, Sean Horbeck was 11 years old and he was kidnapped at gunpoint while riding his bike to a friend's house. Michael Devlin took Hornbeck to his apartment only an hour from Hornbeck's house. After a month of keeping Sean bound to his futon and continually sexually abusing him, terrorizing and torturing him, Michael took Hornbeck to the woods and began strangling him. It was only after Hornbeck promised to never do anything to escape or reveal his true identity 
that Devlin allowed him to live. By late 2006, Devlin began searching for a younger boy. Devlin then approached a 13-year-old boy named Ben Obley as he walked home from school and abducted him at gunpoint. Devlin would proceed to molest Ben four times daily. Later on, the police noticed a white truck in an apartment complex that a witness at the abduction had described. They searched Devlin's apartment and discovered both boys. Devlin was arrested and both boys were immediately reunited with their families. Devlin was charged with 80 counts and pleaded guilty in 2007. Coming in at number four, we have Steven Stainer. He was captive for seven years and three months. During his walk home from school on December 4th, 1972, seven-year-old Steven Stainer was tricked into accepting a ride by Irvin Edward Murphy. The car was driven by Kenneth Parnell, a convicted sex offender who had convinced the simple-minded Murphy to steal a child for him to raise for religious purposes. That week, Parnell told him that he had been given a legal custody and from now on, Stephen would be called Dennis Parnell. Stephen said that Parnell would eventually sexually assault him 700 times. Over the next seven years, Stephen would be moved over 12 times, enrolled in school, and even Stephen's parents send missing posters of him in those schools that he tried to enroll to. And Stephen would begin drinking in elementary school. As Stephen entered puberty, Parnell began searching for a younger child to kidnap. Parnell offered drugs and money to Stephen's friend, Randall, to help him on February 14, 1980. They abducted Timmy White, who's five years old. Stephen knew that he could not allow Timmy to suffer as he had. While Parnell was away on a night shift, Stephen and Timmy hitchhiked on March 1st and went to the police station. The next day, Parnell was arrested for the kidnappings, but prosecutors could not charge Parnell with any sexual assaults on Stephen, believing they were protecting Stephen during the time when there was a stigma around male sexual abuse. But Parnell was found guilty of kidnapping and sentenced to seven years. But Kenneth Parnell, by the time he was 72 years old, he was in ill health and was arrested after trying to convince his caretaker to buy a four-year-old boy for him. He was successfully convicted and sentenced to 24 years for attempting to to purchase a child and attempting child molestation. Coming in at number three, we have Natasha Kampush, who was held captive for eight years and five months. Ten-year-old Natasha was walking to school March 2nd, 1998, when Wolfgang Prickelopel snatched and threw her into the back of his van. The large-scale police search took place when the young girl's face appearing on televisions across the country. During the next eight years, Natasha was held in a tiny windowless cellar underneath Wolfgang's garage. Natasha said that at the beginning of for captivity, Wolfgang was actually nice. However, he soon became increasingly sexually abusive and violent. He would beat her up almost 200 times a week, occasionally beating her so savagely her bones would snap. She was told to refer to him as my lord. These abuses were so traumatic that Natasha attempted suicide three times. One day Natasha was vacuuming her captor's car on August 23, 2006, when he became distracted from a call on his phone. Natasha, who then was 18, saw her opportunity and ran. She was identified by a scar and DNA test. A week after her escape, her abductor jumped in front of a train to commit suicide and so he won't have to go to jail. Coming in at number two, we have Michelle Knight. Now, a lot of you probably heard about this case when it happened, if you were alive at that time. But a more popular name of the case was Amanda Berry, who was pretty much like the poster child of this case. But I'm using Michelle Knight because she was the first one that was kidnapped by Ariel Castro, and it's still one of the most gruesome cases I've ever read. So on the day Michelle Knight was kidnapped, she was in a hurry racing to a meeting about her young son 
who she lost in foster care and she was hoping to reclaim when she stopped at a store to ask for directions. A man she recognized as the father of a friend offered her help and a ride in his car. But first he said he wanted to swing by his house to grab his daughter and to show Knight some puppies. But obviously, there were no puppies when they arrived. Instead, Knight's decision to get in the car and enter the home began an unimaginable horror, making her the first of three young women that would end up being kidnapped. She was held hostage, sexually assaulted, for nearly 11 years. Ariel Castro even told her, you are not going to leave for a long time. During that time, he kidnapped Amanda Berry and Gina, two younger victims, who he also held for 10 years. Luckily, one day, Ariel Castro left for work and he left the front door open. Amanda Berry originally discovered that the front door was open, but she was scared that it would be another test because he did test them in the past where he left the door open and if they tried to escape, he would beat them. So when he saw the door open, she was hesitant to open it and leave, but then she just went for it. She couldn't get the door open, but a witness outside heard them yelling and then he would help them come out. That was in a very emotional day where all three of them were found, their families came back, and Ariel Castro was arrested. He did plead guilty to 937 counts, including kidnapping and rape. He ended up getting a life sentence in prison plus a thousand years. He ended up killing himself in 2013 in prison. Coming in at number one, we have J.C. Dugard and she was held captive for 18 years and two months. So on June 10th, 1991, 11-year-old JC was knocked out with a stun gun and pulled into a car from a school bus stop as her horrified stepfather and classmates watched. A search began immediately, one that would involve all of South Lake Tahoe, even ended up on the show America's Most Wanted, but they failed to bring JC home. Philip and Nancy, husband and wife, had taken JC and drove her to their home. She spent the first year completely locked in a studio in the backyard. She was raped and too terrified to escape. During later years, she would be allowed to go outside into the backyard and even outside the home with her captors. JC has said that during those times, Philip had to go on drug binges and would claim to hear voices in the wall and begin a religious blog about a church that he had started. In 1994 and 1997, Philip fathered two daughters with JC. JC would later be told to introduce herself as Alyssa and introduce herself as the older sisters of her daughters. On August 25th, 2009, Philip arrived at UC Berkeley axing to hold an event on campus for his church. The campus police who had discovered he was a convicted sex offender notified his parole officer when he brought two girls with him, whom he said were his daughters. The parole officer scheduled a meeting with him the next day to discuss the two girls. The parole officer separated Philip from the women to interview them, and Philip is actually the one who revealed that Alyssa was actually J.C. Dugard. Philip and Nancy were arrested and charged with kidnapping, rape, and false imprisonment and he pleaded guilty on April 28, 2011. Philip was sentenced to 431 years in prison and his wife was sentenced to 36 years. After Philip and Nancy's arrest, JC and her daughters were reunited with her mother. And due to several failures by Philip's parole officers during JC's captivity, California awarded her a $20 million settlement, which makes sense if they weren't really watching him or paying attention to him to know that he had all these girls in his house. But I hope you guys enjoyed the video. I know a lot of this is tragic, but at the end of the day, at least they escaped, at least they're still alive, and majority of them got reunited with their families. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit that thumbs up. Make sure you subscribe for more videos like this, and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for watching.